We're joined now by Simon Dool as we take a look forward to tonight's key matchup. Well, key more for England than New Zealand, but it is in the ICC T20 World Cup. Dooley, welcome to the programme. Please tell me the weather is hunky-dory and we're actually going to get a game because this tournament's been cursed by the weather. Yeah, at this point, Darcy, it looks okay. We've had a lot of uh, inclement weather in and around Brisbane in the last um, sort of probably 12 hours, and it's clearing, and let's hope that it stays clear throughout the night because uh, I think well, England desperately need to play, and New Zealand could do with a game as well. So talking about desperation, this is pretty much the English lose this. They're gone, short of some miracle results, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, I, they, they rely on others if they don't win tonight. And when you're relying on others to get you through to semi-finals, you sort of um, you're asking for miracles, and and they're asking for Australia to get beaten. Then they've got to win with a superior run rate in their last game. So it, it's must-win territory for England. Um, you know, from a New Zealand point of view, they could lose and still make it through, and, and it's highly likely that they would still make it through if they beat um, Afghanistan in the last game. But uh, it, look, they, they wouldn't want to lose. They'd, they'd want to keep their run going. So, Dooley, what have you gleaned from the tournament so far about the way the game is being played? It's been very difficult because it's been so stop-start, but is there a general a flavour or a theme running through this tournament? Well, it's been a bowlers tournament from first and foremost. I think it's been tough for the batters up front for the most part. We've seen a couple of um, sides score heavily. We saw New Zealand, obviously, against Australia. We've seen South Africa in one particular game get nearly 200 for those. Most of those games have been Sydney. When we've gone to Perth, it's been bowler-friendly. Um, you know, the other other venues have been a little bit rain-interrupted. Melbourne has certainly has been. It's been quite bowler-friendly there as well. So these, um, you know, the conditions have been different from the UAE last year, but I quite like it. When the scene bowlers have got a little bit to say about the game, you know, I don't mind that sort of um, every now and then. I know people want to see fours and sixes and boundaries and extra runs, but I like the fact that the bowlers are in the game every now and then. Well, they've got to, um, they've got to earn their runs, the batsmen. I don't think that is a bad thing for the game, to get some kind of balance, I suppose, within the fixtures. Yeah, and the good players can still score runs. I think we've seen that at times, but, um, you know, I mean, there's nothing like seeing... 95 mile an hour thunderbolts, the Markwoods, the um, Andrekanokias, the Rabadas, um, you know, Trent Bolt obviously uh, not quite at that pace, but swinging the ball around. We've seen some some really good performances from the quick bowlers. And I mean, I guess it might be, maybe I'm a little bit biased, Darcy, but um, I certainly love it. So toss-wise, is there a benefit to winning? Uh, well, I think if the rain was still hanging around, obviously winning the toss and bowling first would be the key. It seems to be New Zealand want to bat first in their games. They want to put runs on the board in these conditions. There's no dew, so that, that certainly doesn't play a factor like it did in the UAE last year. England love to chase, so I'd imagine they want to bowl first and New Zealand would want to bat first. So I'm not sure the toss is going to be that significant tonight if the weather is, um, you know, as good as we think it might be. Which way would you lean as far as the New Zealand lineups concerned? I mean, Bolton Saudi are a given. They're definitely going to be in there. But this whole uh, next spin bowler, where do they go? There's a, a thought process that uh, maybe the beast uh, might come in, Bracewell, instead of Santner with his superior batting skills. And he has bowled pretty well. Quite a surprise for some people, Dooley. Yeah, look, I don't think Santa's replacing, uh, being replaced by anybody. Um, if they're going to replace a spinner, I, prob- I would imagine it'd be Ish Sodi. And the reason behind that would be, I, I just think Santa's probably New Zealand's premier white ball spinner. Um, a lot of left-handers in this England lineup. When you look through, if they play the same sort of side, they've got uh, Milan and Stokes and uh, Moen Ali, Sam Curran, so four left-handers that um, you know they're batting the top seven, eight. 
in that uh, England side, so they might opt for the off-spinner, but we haven't seen a lot of turn. The, the key for the spinners in these venues is the big square boundaries, so the more bowling into the surface and, and getting wickets at mid-wicket, sort of extra cover, those sorts of regions. But, uh, look, I, I think Mitch Santner is looked upon worldwide as one of the premier left-arm spinners in the T20 and white ball game, so I don't see him being replaced if they do think about it, and I'm, I'm 90% sure they won't. Um, it would be Sodi. That's why we come to you, Simon Dool. And what about the intent with the bat? There's absolutely no doubt about what this New Zealand team want to do. And they've got the firepower to back it up. Phillips's innings was outstanding. We know what Conway can do. And if Finn Allen can buy a trick, which he has, wow. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I was surprised um, by that game against Australia. I've got to admit that I wasn't sure we had that in us. But um, to see Finn Allen come out and play the way he did, and I guess part of that is he had no Australian hang-up. He hadn't really been dealt to by Australia at any stage. Um, hadn't wasn't worried about it. There was no. He was playing the ball, not the reputation, which is always a good sign. We saw what Devin Conway can do, and having lost three wickets for what fifteen in that Sri Lanka game, we saw what Phillips can do. And I think you know Daryl Mitchell's little innings. I know it was only a runner ball twenty, um, but that just sort of solidified the the partnership as well, and it allowed New Zealand to get back into the game. And then Phillips took over from there. We've seen you know a half an innings from Jimmy Neesham. He's got the power to do it. Mitch Santner can certainly hit the big ball. So we do have a lot of those bases covered that I wasn't sure about at the start of the tournament. And um, you know if they can fire again, it's a good English bowling lineup, but they were far too short against Ireland. And, and didn't get the ball in the right area. The Gabba does go through. It is, um, you know, bowling-friendly conditions at times, although you know, it, it can be a sort of a 170, 175 sort of a surface. There is a little bit in it for the bowlers, especially with the weather that's been around. And finally, Simon Dool, and a great pleasure to have you on the broadcast as well. Always love chatting to you. Who do you like and why? What's the key? Tonight or in general? Well, okay, tonight and in general. I'll get a second one in there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, look, I, I think England are going to have to pull out all stops tonight. New Zealand are playing really well. I'd have New Zealand going into the game just slight favourites, but expect England to come really hard and probably have their best game of the tournament. Uh, tournament as whole, I picked South Africa to win it three months ago, two and a half months ago. We did a, a big um, feature for the ICC, and I picked South Africa then. I haven't changed my mind. And on that, we'll let you get on with it. Simon Dool, great pleasure. Thanks for your time. You enjoy yourself. I know you will. Cheers, Darcy, always.